Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. The Straight Shooting View Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View. Now couple of things I want to talk about obviously we got the Qatar 2022 World Cup coming up more on that later and everybody's all the teams are revealing their squads for the upcoming World Cup and of course injuries are kind of hampering helping all of that you're seeing injury scares you're seeing players getting ruled out some players getting ruled out and still picked which is weird in and of itself. But where I'm going to go is where there's certain controversies because I want to stick with the England squad. So you've got, before I go to the England squad actually, you've got, I've mentioned about certain players getting picked even though they're not fit or injured or whatever. I think Son Hyung Min um, has been picked for South Korea even though he's injured. Sadio Mane has been hilariously picked, even though he's injured, and apparently Senegal are going to draft him witch doctors to, um, yeah, perform miracles and get him um, fit again. Baron Samadhi from Goldeneye, from the Goldeneye games? Baron Samadhi? We're going to get him in? Anyway, yeah, so it is a bit of an odd one, but with the England squad, uh, the announcement was made... And obviously, Reese James ruled out, unfortunately, due to injury. And so that kind of took away a lot in regards to the right-back debate, whether it should be Trent or Reese James um, going to the World Cup or both. But it, it's such an, it was such an odd announcement in as much as the players who weren't picked... Because the side who was picked, you've got guys like obviously Eric Dyer, John Stones, Jordan Pickford, among others. But the weird thing to me is, is as I said, certain guys, certain guys who weren't picked. Now I look at, I look at Tamori, for instance, not getting picked. One of the out and out best English centre-backs in Europe at the moment and somehow Southgate's made the decision not to pick him and where it's weird is that Southgate likes to talk about form and he likes to talk about players being in form and they say oh they're going to the World Cup because they're in form or I can't take them because they're not in form which brings me nicely to Tammy Abraham and Ivan Tony. Now, somehow, Gareth Southgate has justified, um, has justified 
what's it, Tammy Abraham not going, by saying, oh yeah, he's fallen out of form at the wrong time. And Ivan Tony is pretty much the best striker this side, best striker outside of Harry Kane, best English striker outside of Harry Kane. And yet he's not going. And then Tony <laughs> absolutely smashed it by what, a day or two after against Manchester City at the Etihad, which has become a fortress in recent years for him. He goes and bangs in two goals to give Brentford a win at the Etihad. So how's that for silencing critics? Um, but then now there's apparently injury doubts over James Madison. So, yeah, may see Tony in that squad after all. Maybe. But for me, Gareth Southgate is playing a dangerous game by picking Harry Maguire over for KO Tomori. Because if you're talking about form, Maguire's form has been terrible for about three or four years now. At Manchester United, awful. And I still, the only, the, only, the only way I can think that Tomori is not getting brought, but Maguire is, and Ivan Tony not getting brought, not getting brought to the World Cup, but others have been, is just based on the fact that for me, it's a, the only thing, the only reason I can think of why Harry Maguire's going and Tamori's not, and Ivan Tony nor Tammy Abraham are not going, but others are, is just purely on the basis that Gareth Southgate has a long-term contract, which he signed, I think it was before the semi-final of the European Championships. So he can pretty much make any decisions that he wants and not worry about getting sacked. Because if he does get sacked, the severance pay is going to be absolutely huge severance payout so it's one of them where he knows that his job's pretty much safe I think he went into that European Championship final knowing that his job was pretty much safe because he just signed the contract and like I said about Arteta and Arsenal last season why would you get a manager to sign a new contract before the end of a season because that pretty much puts them in a position where it's like oh okay cool doesn't matter whether I get four spot in the league or not. Doesn't matter whether I win the Euros or not. My job's now safe. <laughs> I don't really care. And it's one of them where it's just like, even if they do care, it's like you don't run as fast without someone chasing you. If you don't feel that your job's kind of under a bit of pressure or on the line, and I'm not encouraging the managerial merry-go-round. I never have. But... It is one of them ones where you do have to keep people on your toes. Like players, if they have a bad game or two, they risk getting dropped. You have to have, you have to have those stakes. And you can't just make players think they're getting picked no matter what. Because that leads to complacency. You have to earn your spot each and every time you step between those white lines. Or as a manager, every time you pick a team. So for me, that's just a that's just a bit odd. And the England squad in the past two tournaments, in my opinion, as much as I love support them, all that they have overachieved in the World Cup in 2018, getting to that semi-final, overachieved because it was somewhat of an easier route. And then Mosik Croatia, the first really streetwise team we came up against, exposed us. 
even though they had an average age of like 35, they were streetwise. They had the experience. They knew how to close the game out. And England, didn't, we didn't have a plan B. Same with the Italians in the um, finals of Euro 2020, which ended up as Euro 2021. It's one of them ones where we didn't have a plan B against them. Giorgio Chiellini and what he did to Bukayo Saka, it's like, well, we've seen that countless times with Ricardo Carvalho in the Premier League. And then Chelsea ended up winning Premier League based on that, willing to take a professional foul for the team. And you've got a defensive unit who knew what they were doing. So it's one of them was, what's it? It's just, you need a blend of experience and youth, for sure. You need that. And you need people, you need players who can turn games on a sixpence, who can change a game. But you, but as, but as I said, you need that defensive solidity as well. And for me, I am always fearful with Stones and Maguire at the back. I am always fearful that there's mistakes there, not a mistake. I'm talking three, four mistakes per game. Always worried about that, especially with, um, especially with Harry Maguire. But I am hoping that I get proved wrong, very much so. But it is just a bit it is just a bit of an odd one, the guys who haven't been picked because they have been performing so well and their form's been good. I said Tony Tamori, their form's been amazing this season so far, and it's supposed to be a meritocracy. So why have they not been picked? But you know what, yeah? Gareth Southgate will fall on his sword. And I, I think with the raised expectation because of the last two tournaments that England have overachieved in, let's be honest, now there's almost a level of, doesn't matter, no, 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 we need to keep this team together, oh, this and that. And it's like, I said, if it all flops, for instance, say if we get eliminated at the group stage, then what? Then what? But moving on, um, in terms of the World Cup in general, I I am finding it difficult to get excited about this one. I mean, you look at you usually see World Cup fever weeks and weeks and weeks ahead, and it's just very strange. I mean, as I record as I record this, with what about eight days left of the world left until the World Cup, it is one of them where it's like. I just don't feel that excitement in the same way as I have with previous tournaments. The first World Cup I ever watched was France 98, because I got into football just after the 94 World Cup. And 98 had an excitement. 2002 was a lot of fun. I was doing a paper round and going straight to watch matches at like seven in the morning. That was brilliant. (laughs) And that was actually very enjoyable. 2006. It was a lot of fun seeing, what's it, Zidane's masterclass against Brazil and then the headbutt in the final. It was, it was one of them was, it was magical. 2010 was pretty interesting, apart from the Vuvuzelas, which were annoying and the controversy over the Jabulani ball that flew everywhere. But with this, with this one, it is one, I don't know, man. I just don't have that same level of excitement and Brazil 2014 was pretty cool 
the World Cup in 2018 was was a lot of fun as well. But I just don't have for this Qatar 2022 World Cup, and I think it's largely it's like it is largely because of the political backdrop. And FIFA FIFA have just tainted it like they've tainted it all round, and it's some may call me jaded. Fine, feel free to, but. I just feel that it's not as exciting this time around. It hasn't been promoted as much, but that's because of the positioning of it. Having a World Cup right in the middle of the season is just like, it's an inconvenience rather than something to get excited about. I mean, you look at all the injuries that have racked up before this World Cup as well. It's just, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I don't know if I'm in the minority or the majority, but I just... Usually with a World Cup or a European Championships, I'd be looking ahead. When is each match? What time? What location? All that. And I'm not looking forward to it this time. Not anywhere near as much as previous tournaments. I mean, I'll watch as many games as possible, but I don't feel like I'm going to go out of my way to do so. And I just don't feel as infused. And obviously, like again, because of the political backdrop. You guys have heard me do straight shooting view episodes about the migrant worker abuses and also the migrant worker deaths. And you've heard me, you've heard us do a Pitch Talk Live episode back in April of 2016, as far back as that, when Amnesty International first brought up the issue of migrant worker human rights abuses and deaths. So it's one then where this is not a new phenom for me. This is not a new feeling for me. So as I said, and it's hard to separate that. It is very difficult to separate that. Like what like what Ian Hislop said about um what's it to Gary Neville? Oh well oh you could when Gary Neville said, Oh, I'm I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna bring up the stuff if it comes up in commentary. And Ian Hislop on other and have I got news for you was just like, well, how are you going to bring that up on commentary? It's like, oh well, the two teams are coming out, are coming out here. Oh um, yeah, there's been a lot of deaths in the building of this stadium and all that. It's like, how are you going to bring that up in commentary? It's like you can't separate, you can't separate the two, you can't ignore it. And the amount of hypocrisy that it's brought up within the game as well has been absolutely astounding. I mean, Gary Neville talks out of both sides of his neck anyway, and I've said that for nearly two years, and some people have finally just realised it with what he's doing with being in sport during the World Cup and how he's justified it. So it's one of them where it just hasn't got the same feeling for me this time around. There's been hardly anything. I've seen probably, what, a couple of buses with Qatar 2022 livery on them. And as I said, as I record this, we're about eight days out from the tournament, from the start of the tournament. So it's one of them where it's like that dark, seamy underbelly of football is there for all to see. And it's actually embarrassing. This whole thing is absolutely embarrassing because then you've got that idiot who I think he's senile. I think he's finally lost his mind. Sepp Blatter recently came out and said awarding the Qatar 2022 World Cup. So awarding 2022... Seth Blatter recently came out and said that awarding the 2022 World Cup to Qatar was a mistake. And it's like, no crap, Sherlock. Some of, us, some of us said it as soon as that was awarded. No crap. What are you, senile? 
he's like, oh well, yeah, it was it was a bit of a mistake. The country's not ready for it. The infrastructure isn't there. It's like, dude, a lot of us said that at the time. It's taken you twelve years to come out and say it. It's like when FIFA said they didn't expect collusion, even though they are two World Cup bids going on at the same time. You guys set this up as a corrupt World Cup bidding process. Literally set it up as that. Having two bids at the same time, whereby if you're in the first one, you can't be in the second one, but you can vote in the second one and vice versa. If you're in the second, you can't vote. You can't be in the first, but you can vote in that. That's automatically setting up collusion. So, and the brown paper bags and all that kind of stuff were rife. Just saddens me because you got also the Qatari ambassadors as well. You got the Qatari ambassadors coming out and saying, "Oh, oh, those criticizing are just jealous. Oh, like they say, they're saying we're too small a nation. Oh, it's, it's like no, it's not jealousy. It's the fact that you're literally trying to deflect from your abysmal human rights record and the migrant worker conditions that are abhorrent at best." It's like, you're just trying to deflect. It's like, dude, no. No. Nobody's jealous of you. And it's like, oh, stick to the problems in your own country. It's like, no, bro. You've got the microscope on you. You've got the World Cup. We're focusing on you right now. But anyway, you know what? Gareth Southgate's England squad, what did you think of it? <laughs> should should Maguire be going? Should it have been Tamori instead? Should Ivan Tony have been going instead instead as well? Especially after his brace against Manchester City. It's one of them. The 2022 World Cup. Are you as excited about it as usual? Or has the political backdrop almost ruined it for you? Made you feel a bit jaded about this? www.pitchtastalk.com is the official website. You can check out everything there, podcast, vlogs, and much, much more. Find out some info about the host, myself, Coach JBK, Nathan Arsenal, and the G-Man as well. At Pitch Talk on Twitter, tweet of us, follow us, see what we're up to. We're at Pitch Talk on TikTok. We're also on Instagram as well, vlog previews, and much more there. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Ghana, G-A-A-N-A Verbal V-U-R-B-L Wherever you pick up your podcast You can find the Pitch Talk podcast there as well So many places YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk For all of our videos as well I have been Straight Shooting LJA And until next time Take it easy peeps And thank you for your time Join the Pitch Talk revolution Check out the official Pitch Talk website www.pitch-talk.com Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. I can see you now.